Has Warren Buffett's favorite stock market indicator reached an internet bubble extreme? It is Monday, August 24th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half business basement, which is in Stovermont for one more week, Bobby. I'm Joe Salci. Hi. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, the thing that I use, thing being the technical term that I use to manage my money. Optimize your financial life in Google Sheets or Microsoft Excel with fast automatic transaction imports, easy templates, and a free 30-day trial. To figure out why I like it so much, you get that 30-day trial, head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Bobby, we are back starting off a new week. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. You're still in your Airbnb supporting the company we talked about and Saturday's show. <laughs> That's your welcome Airbnb. If you want to cut me into the IPO for helping save the company by being here for a month, I'm 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 open to it. We're yes. Maybe and- Airbnb can sponsor money with friends. That, mm-hmm. that, that's, we we could use that. That would be great. We'll talk that about you all the great. time, Airbnb. See how we just, we, we're talking about Airbnb today. We're just, we're good at it, Airbnb. Please do it. Well, we're also going to talk about this guy. His name's what? Warren Buffet? We're going to talk about Warren Buffet yes. today. Let's see which one of our yeah. friends is going to help us kick off this discussion. This is Julian from Rich and Regular. Money headlines explain six days a week. That means you're tuned in to Money with Friends. You know, you joke about that, by the way. But I remember when I worked at Reuters in the like the coffee room, they did have that as an example of bad journalism and how important it was to check your spelling. And they would have his name misspelled to show people how important it was to, you know, be meticulous. Just and with- Reuters is, is and has always been very good, I believe, at being sure. Um, accurate and and really having editors actually check your work which is something that has gone by the wayside as media has evolved that whole checks and balances thing anyway moving on one of my favorite news sources yahoo finance editor at large brian stasi wrote this piece and it begins warren buffett's favorite stock market indicator reaches internet bubble extreme that's actually the headline here's how the article begins A longtime favorite stock market valuation indicator of legendary investor Warren Buffett is flashing overvalued. The Buffett indicator, as it is called in Wall Street circles, which takes the Wilshire 5000 index viewed as the total stock market and divides it by the annual U.S. GDP. I know everyone's taking out their, you know, pens and pencils and doing the math there (laughs) is at its highest level since before the Internet bubble crash in 2000. Currently, the ratio of one point seven is some 70 percent above its historical average of one. Back before the internet stock crash, current market valuation points out the ratio stood at 1.71, or the market being 71% overvalued. And now we have a quote from Stevens Report Research founder Tom Essay. Quote, normally this ratio is around one, meaning the total market cap 
of all U.S. stocks generally equals annual U.S. GDP. When stocks are considered to be fundamentally overvalued, this ratio increases to 1.3. So total stock market capitalization is 30% larger than U.S. GDP. With Fed liquidity running rampant and fueling new record highs and the pandemic causing U.S. GDP to plunge, it is no surprise the Buffett indicator is flashing red. Joe. What does that sure? Uh, what does that mean for us? It means stay long stocks in longer dated accounts and make sure you own assets such as a house, etc. But it also means this asset inflation cycle better not stop because, as the one point seven times total market cap to GDP ratio tells us, if asset asset inflation stops, it's a long, long way down to fundamental support. Cautions SA. That said, it's widely unclear. This indicator being overheated means stocks are headed for a short term crash. Remember a market. Market could stay overvalued for a while as long as investors believe it's still undervalued. All it could mean is that if one is in the position currently to pair back winning positions in the portfolio, wouldn't be such a bad idea. Part of the reason why we have pared back modestly some of our positions and equities is because of concerns about valuations here. But I would also say this is a different market than what we saw during the dot-com bubble. These are companies that are making earnings and increasing their earnings. Apple's one example of that. We're not in the same kind of extended value valuation scenario. We were back in the dot-com bubble. State Street Global Investors Deputy Global CIO Lori Heinel told Yahoo Finance is the first trade. Um, it's interesting when we read about this, you know, this isn't uh, just just Warren Buffett. Um, and, and by the way, you've seen Warren Buffett making some trades, getting out of some positions he's been in for a long time and buying stuff like gold, right? I mean, taking what looks like much more defensive spots. We saw Jim Cramer last week saying, the same stuff, Bobby, that this market's crazy. Like it is overheated and there could be bad stuff coming. What do you think? I think it's interesting to observe what all these people are doing and we should take it to heart. What I don't want people to do is panic sell, but I do think it's important, especially maybe when you're putting new money in to be mindful of what you think is happening in the market and maybe to rethink how you diversify your assets going forward and think about honestly, very honestly, long-term, medium-term, and short-term goals. And the long-term goals, to a large degree, you don't want to change necessarily where those assets are allocated. But to be really honest, in a worst-case scenario, if you suddenly had an income loss or some other change in your short-term or medium-term reality, not just your goals, but your short-term and medium-term realities, are you really ready? And do you have money accessible for those things? I think a lot of what has powered stocks higher is the fact that there has been a lot of automatic investing. People in their 401ks and so on that are still employed, the money just keeps coming in. And of course, when the market goes up, people don't want to miss out. And so they keep putting money in, which is often not a bad idea. The truth is, if you had pulled out of the market in March, you would be regretting it right now. So yeah. absolutely, you know, there's nothing wrong with putting money into the market if it fits your long-term goals, but it's also okay to be honest. A lot has changed. A lot has changed for people's short and medium-term realities. And I'm not just talking about saving up for a car or saving up for a house down payment. I'm talking about saving up for potentially long-term unemployment because those emergency funds that were three to six months, we're going on six months here with coronavirus. And I love what you said at the beginning about with your long-term money, don't even play this game. Don't even get involved in, 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 in the game at all, because you and I've seen the statistics, Bobby, if, if 
the stock market has very few days that really actually matter to your portfolio. And if, and if you miss one of those days, you're gone, you're done. I mean, as an example, if you're somebody that sold as the market started going south in March, man, are you hurting right now? You, you totally messed up your portfolio, not just for this year, but maybe for next year and the year after. We don't have any idea where things are headed, but you could have messed it up long-term if you played this in and out and in and out game. So I love the fact about leaving your long-term money alone. But I also like the idea of if you're a short-term person that is money that you might need, you shouldn't have it in the stock market anyway if you need it in the next five years. So if you've got any money that you need in the right. next five years, this is another person saying this. I mean, when we've got Warren Buffett saying it's crazy, we've got uh, Jim Cramer saying it's nuts. We also had, you know, I talked to our, our mutual friend Phil Town recently, and, and he was talking about how there's another shoe that's going to drop. Ray Dalio talks about another shoe is going to drop. So all the, if you've got money, that you need in the next five years, just very fundamentally, it should be out already. It shouldn't be there. Get it out now because we know that things are still good. As of the time we record this, things are good. Hopefully they're still good by the time this actually comes out because uh, there's not that well, long. I should say things are good in the stock market. Let's Things are good in the good stock point. market. We're recording this. The stock market has been at new highs. Which is more things of the craziness, right? millions of Americans. I, and let, let's not forget, by the way, the $600 unemployment checks that were going out weekly to people that were replacing, in many cases, their income and sometimes amplifying their income and allowing them to spend is for now not happening. And we think if it even comes back, it's going to be a smaller amount. And I think we are going to see a huge hit very soon in our economy because there are a lot of people that when those monthly bills come due on September 1 are simply going to be out of cash very soon. And I think it could get not only ugly in a macro sense, but in a very personal sense, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are really hurting and that will eventually have ramifications on all of these companies that it's going to go through our, our, it will ripple through our economy because it has been holding up a lot of, a lot of things. Well, and that's what's nuts about it too, right? I mean, when I say that it's going great, it's going gangbusters, everything else isn't, but the stock market is. I mean, this differentiation between, uh, uh, differential between how the stock market's doing and the economy's doing just gets bigger and bigger. So that's absolutely crazy. We do this live, by the way, uh, on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Join us on our YouTube channel, which is uh, uh, youtube.com forward slash money with friends. Tim joining us says, uh, Joe, Bobby, do you think maybe... Warren is having a senior moment. He went against his own buy and hold forever policy when he sold his airline stocks during the bottom of the coronavirus crash. You think it's a Warren Buffett senior moment, Bobby? No, I think that he's got a lot of people around him helping him. And I think that he's also realistic about the really big problems that the airlines are going to have going forward. There's a whole mindset shift in our society about how we are traveling. And even though some people may resume some travel, I think it's going to be a long time, if ever, before business travel is the same. I think a lot of Americans are starting to think about road trips. Um, you've been driving around for the most part. <laughs> I think that we are shifting and it, it became very inexpensive to travel by air for years. And so people did that. But the truth is people are saying, yeah, but we could also just go to a resort, you know, a few, a few hours drive away. And it's kind of nice not to deal with it. I mean, it's not like air travel was ever all that pleasant. It's interesting to see what he did there. I mean, to, to your point, 
the fundamentals for airlines, not good. Warren Buffett doesn't trade on the stock market. I mean, there's so many quotes about him not trading about uh, around Mr. Market. He trades on fundamentals and the fundamentals of the company don't look very good. And by the way, there are two different indicators for people that are new to this game, fundamentals and technical indicators. The fundamentals are actually how the company does. You look at whether they're making money, whether they have debt, what they're, what they're doing revenue wise, all these things that are up with the company and technicals are just the charts, right? Chart wise, yeah. airlines have done really well. You look at the fundamentals, nothing is good about airlines when it comes to fundamentals. But also I remember Warren Buffett had a quote a long, long time ago, that something to the tune of, if I ever tell you that I want to buy an airline, give me a couple of aspirin and tell me, you know, to go to bed and we'll talk about it in the morning. Like he had this whole joke about how he would never buy airlines. So the fact that he was in airlines in the first place, I think is, is, is pretty nuts. Um, Josh hanging out with us said, uh, Buffett also, uh, used $10 billion to buy midstream oil gas pipeline, steady stream of income, less growth. You're seeing, uh, Buffett make some of these moves toward things that aren't as, as, uh, I, I don't know what the correct word is. Bouncy, maybe bouncy is a good word uh, when well, it comes to the stock market. People are driving more, I think. Sure, I and mean, that's the reality. It's it's car, apparently car sales are doing well. Used car sales are doing well, and uh, people are driving more for all the obvious reasons we just talked about. Obviously, airlines use a lot of fuel too, but I think Americans are. And, and obviously we're also using more electric cars, but, but uh, yeah, people are hitting the road more. I mean, I've, I, you're going to laugh about this. This is a terrible confession I'm going to make. So I grew up in New Jersey where for various reasons. Is that your confession not, that you grew up in New Jersey? Not, no, that's not the confession. The confession part <laughs> is that I didn't know how to pump gas because in New Jersey. That's right. At least I haven't checked recently, but you were not allowed to pump your own gas. It was my mother would joke that it was an employment program to you know create more jobs. But you had to have a person that worked for the gas station would pump the gas into your car. And so and now I live in New York and they you have to put the gas in your own car. So literally this summer, because I've been driving because again, as I mentioned, my child is not in camp. So we're driving to activities and I had to learn it. This is so sad, but I had to learn how to pump gas, but I am one of many Americans that is, you know, driving more. We literally, I had to put gas in the car, Joe, like once a week, we used to fill the car up every three months. I mean, so I, we're, I'm just driving so much. That is a, and I'm driving an SUV. I mean, it's bad. Yes. Yes, that, that that is a great admission, by the way, that you're learning how to pump I'm gas. I'm learning how to pump gas. Harry by the helps way, me. just as an aside, my 13 year old, I live in Vermont. In the car. I live in Vermont, Bobby, and uh, and and Cheryl has that person too who pumps gas. It's amazing. She doesn't have to pump gas at all. She has this person who pumps gas every place she goes. Yeah, she has like a personal gas person who comes. AKA they me. have that in Vermont too. Yeah. In New York, you're on your own. No, I'm so, saying, I'm saying yeah. it's me. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's you. Oh, I didn't get that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, no, I should say when my husband's with me, he does, but generally he's actually really, really working all the time. I just do podcasts with you, Yes, but you know, Someday, um, but someday. I'm driving my child and learning to pump gas. Hey, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaway from today's show. But first, want to say a big thanks to everybody who's used our link when they've checked out Tiller. Tiller, by the way, for those of you that are Microsoft Money fans, older nerds like me who are like, I love Microsoft Money, and you cried. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of people cried when Microsoft Money went away. Well, good news, Microsoft has said money is coming 
back and it's going to be on Excel. And the good news is the founders of Tiller have said that you can plug your Microsoft money stuff that you love so much back in the day. You can get that back and Tiller plugs right into it. So you automatically get your transactions just like Microsoft money in the past. You can, you can, uh, uh, change it out that template, make it easier, give yourself more stuff. Tiller and Microsoft money as one it's a real thing, kids. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF uh, and you will get 30 days free to check it out. Big thanks to Tiller for uh, supporting the show. Bobby, what's our takeaway for today? This reinforces what we should already be doing, diversifying our assets and allocating resources based on both long-term goals and short-term needs. And I stress short-term needs because those can be just as real and just as important as those long-term goals. Well, and I love that. And I'm just going to, my takeaway is going to be yes and more, Bobby, because, you know, you and I just used a fairly uh, sexy headline to really say something that fundamentally is the same, no matter whether the market's up, down, sideways, whatever, which is if you need money in the next five years, it should not be in the stock market. And this headline helps us reiterate for people that just can't stay away from it and want to play the game, whatever that game is that you have to, you have to be careful with that money. Cause it's not about the, it's not about the investments. It's about your goals. And if you want to have money for your goals, just make sure that the money you need in the next five years is not in the stock market, maybe in bonds for five or four years, but for money, especially you need in the next couple of years should be in cash, should be in a cash, a CD, something where you don't have to worry about what the market's going to do tomorrow. Cause especially in this market, Bobby, we have no idea. You don't know? You didn't get the memo, Joe? The insider memo? I oh my goodness. It's Monday and I already missed a memo. No, you're already, you're an insider on that Airbnb deal. Yes. We know all about that. Yes. I'm an insider. What, what, what I'm really saying is I know everything, but you guys don't. So because you can't be like me, <laughs> uh, why don't you go ahead and just play the fundamentals, kids? Play the fundamentals. All right. How do people help us make the show, Bobby? Follow us on social media, first of all, so that you know when we're on at Bunny Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. And also we post schedules on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And tomorrow, I think you're on here with uh, Mr. Chris Gillibo. I know. Side hustle school. So everybody make sure to check out the show then because he always has the most brilliant things to say. He does. And by the way, this kicks off our last four weeks with this current uh, uh, cast of characters. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. so sad. I, I am so sad. sad. These guys have all been fantastic. Uh, Tate Frazier last week talking sports on the show. Uh, we even talk sports. It's crazy. Uh, but I know. And, and by the way, he's really good because he does it in a way that people like me can even understand it. I know. Isn't that great? I that, understood the show. That, I know. That, that is a talent. He's good. Yeah. Four more weeks, guys, with these people. So make sure you tune in. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I am Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.